On today's Tea with the Changemakers, we're joined by... Oh, Max. Stop, stop the music. We have a problem. They're into coffee. It's all right, we got this. Let's go. On today's very special Coffee with the Changemakers, we're joined by George May, MD of BioBean, the world's largest recycler of spent coffee grounds. Here in the UK, we drink 98 million cups of coffee every day creating around a quarter of a million tonnes of spent coffee grounds every year. And typically these are sent to landfill, where they emit greenhouse gases, damaging our environment. BioBean collects spent coffee grounds from UK businesses at every scale, recycling these grounds into sustainable products for a variety of industries. Come and listen to how this best for the world B Corp are reducing waste, emissions, and creating a real difference for our world. On today's tea or coffee with the changemakers. Thanks for joining us today, George. Now, when I look at a cup of coffee and see something floating on the top of it, I tend to think it's time to descale the kettle. But that wasn't the thought process that led to the creation of BioBean. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was actually a student, so an architecture student um, who uh, goes <laughs> goes by the name of Arthur Kay. His name is Arthur Kay, um, who was looking at sustainable buildings, sort of sustainable urban environments and and like you say was looking at looking at his cup of coffee noticed that that film of oil on the on the top of it that you sometimes get especially if you drink it black um and then started thinking about the the oil in the coffee the spent coffee grounds that are produced um and if you roll forward the thick end of a decade um you know we're now a team of, of 30 odd uh based in in cambridgeshire we've got a plant that's capable of processing sixteen thousand tons a year of spent coffee and we've got products in a whole range of different marketplaces, applications, you know, with some of the largest retailers. So, yeah, it's, it's come a long way since then. But you're right; it's um, it was sort of one of those, I suppose, uh, uh, classic light bulb moments. From, that from, from tiny beans, do acorns and oaks, and indeed coffee recycling companies grow? Exactly, from tiny beans, do massive piles of coffee grounds grow? So you you engage with some of the you know. The, the big names on the high street am i right you've been involved with costa coffee and you you take a lot of that so to, for the uninitiated tell us the process that that biobeans involved with what what happens yeah of course so uh i suppose we 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 very grandly talk about ourselves as the world's largest recycler of spent coffee grounds and there is no one else that is processing the volume of coffee that we are um you're right. We, we work with um, a lot of the major high street chains. So the likes of Costa Coffee, the likes of Cafe Nero, the likes of Greggs uh, and, and McDonald's to take their spent coffee grounds to the grounds that are produced after they've made you your cup of coffee that would typically just be thrown away, discarded, never thought of again. Um, and that means that they might go into landfill, they might go into incineration plants and be burnt, um, which obviously, you know, when they're very wet is, is not ideal. Or they might go into um, anaerobic digestion, so producing biogas for electricity. Um, all, all sort of uh, have their merits and, and uh, their, their, their sort of negatives as well. But we have a, a better solution. Um, and by better, I mean uh, from a cost perspective for businesses, from a, an environmental standpoint. So we have a, a life cycle analysis that supports all of our claims to, to demonstrate that it is the best thing you can do. So we take those grounds and we're not a waste management company. We don't collect ourselves. We work with existing infrastructure, existing logistics to collect those grounds, aggregate them, and then deliver them to our factory in, in, in Huntingdon in, in Cambridgeshire. We 
process the ground so we'll remove any contaminants any wooden stirrers uh policemen's hats we've had um we've had just about how did that happen i wonder (laughs) we've had uh, had no body parts yet but we've had most other things come through um so we'll take any contaminants out of which there are always a few little few bits and pieces um although it is a pretty wonderfully segregated waste stream at, at source if you think about how it's produced we then dry the coffee down. So typically it's about 60% water when it comes to us. We dry that down to about 8 to 10%. And we can then use it for our range of different bio-based products. So we have biomass pellets that go into large-scale um, greenhouses and, and sort of salad growers and things like that, where they've taken out the, the need for, for gas or, or fossil fuels, and they're now using biomass to heat those greenhouses. We have the coffee logs, which, if you can see through the gloom, are, are over my shoulder strategically placed. They're our major revenue stream at the moment, so that's a, a domestic heat log for wood-burning stoves and, and multi-fuel burners. It's in all of the big supermarkets. It's in Tesco, Asda, Morrison's, Waitrose, B&Q. So that's a product that's really, I guess, captured people's imagination over the years. We've been selling it for, for five years now. Um, we'll sell about half a million bags of it this year. Um, and it's coffees. One of the reasons that Arthur became interested in it is the coffee is highly calorific. So it's a very energy dense material. Um, so it makes a fantastic fuel. Uh, you know, so the coffee logs are about burn about 20 percent hotter than a, than a wood, a kiln dried wood log. So in terms of kind of bang for your buck, you're getting a, a, a fantastic uh, return from a coffee log. And obviously it's a more sustainable alternative to burning coal or in the UK. A lot of our wood that you would buy in a supermarket or a DIY store is imported. So again high carbon footprint associated with it you know importing wood from overseas i mean it's incredible i'd i'd obviously read about a number of the the ways that you're reusing them but it's 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 nigh on a a wonder fuel isn't it it's a wonder material and this is the story i mean i'm I'm sure a lot of us have referred to 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 coffee as a wonder material because you know without it in the morning a lot of us are you know not functioning and not at our best and really not wanting to face the world but that's that's a that's a heck of a lot of applications there yeah and i think that's the thing isn't it I i think that's something that increasingly we're becoming aware of not not just with coffee but this whole piece around you know born out of the, the climate crisis and and everything associated with that is the need to really look at where what what resources are there under our nose that we're not valorizing you know, what is what else is there out there that we could be making use of and spent coffee grounds you know there are many many hundreds of thousands of tons of spent coffee produced uh, across the globe you know in the UK the, the figures are roughly 98 million cups of coffee every day are drunk in the UK so two to three for every adult in the UK um, producing in the region of a quarter of a million tonnes of spent coffee in the UK alone. That figure rises you know, many times over once you, once you get outside of the UK. Um, so you've got this, this, this vast material that is wet and heavy. It's expensive to dispose of. It's not particularly well suited to being burnt when it's wet. It doesn't work brilliantly in an anaerobic digestion plant because of the granular nature of it. It has relatively low yield. So it's crying out for something better to be done with it. Absolutely. Uh, I, I saw on your website, you talk about the, the intercalf products and, you know, how you're looking at, you know, it's, it's a form of upcycling. And yeah. I guess for everyone, you know, that, that whole mantra of you either reduce, reuse or recycle. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to advocate that anyone reduce their caffeine intake. You know, it's, it's not the way we do things here on Team of the Chase Wakers at all or, or in our office <laughs> to any degree, but reusing and recycling and yeah. pr- promoting that sustainable, more cyclical economy is something we've all got to be aware of. And it seems you're really hitting a lot of boxes here. Yeah. And I think, I mean, uh, you know, the, 
the reduced bit comes on the back end of our process, if you like. You know, I, I think there's an acknowledgement that that people's caffeine habits and, and, and coffee consumption is unlikely to, to, to reduce greatly. Um, if anything, it's going to increase. Um, and so what can you do with that? that waste and, and you're right it's it's looking to you know displace existing materials so you know whether that's in a in a plastic compound if that's looking to reduce the amount of of, of prime uh, compound prime resin that might be being used or alternative fillers so a lot of fillers that are used in plastics to bulk them out are mined or synthetic um in in like i've sort of mentioned the brake pads where we're looking to displace things like coal dust and oxides so, so copper oxides and other things that are used in that breaking friction application that end up with small particulates being released in, into the atmosphere. Um, cosmetics is another sort of very obvious one in many ways. And, you know, people may well have made their own homemade scrubs using their spent grounds. And it's a lot of industrial or commercial scale um, uh, cosmetics products, skincare products, will use fresh roasted coffee that's been ground to, 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 to create the exfoliant. And, you know, that's sort of madness, really, when you've got this waste material that's exactly the same product but has already been through and been used for its primary use we can then get it to a, a state where it can be used again um, extending that life uh, life cycle um, and it can be used in an uh, you know as an exfoliant in exactly the same way as, as fresh coffee grounds could but with a with a far more um gentle uh, impact on, on the environment if you like so um yes my my tagline that i was joking about with someone yesterday was you know look after your skin and the planet with Infocath, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'm destined for a career in marketing. <laughs> it, it, it needs yeah, it needs a little work, but yeah, there's there's yeah. yeah there's the gem of a good idea in there, absolutely. Yeah. Um, talking a good idea, so the company was founded in 2013, yeah. and we're eight eight years eight nine years down the line now, and you're reaching into all these different applications. What were the barriers to you know BioBean really kicking on and becoming becoming this you know real force for re, you know recycling and you know driving change? Was it difficult to get buy-in from the you know, from the, the 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 coffee users and producers to begin with? It, well, and it still is. It still is to an extent. Really. Um, so I think the the interesting thing is that the idea the idea behind buy-in is incredibly easy to to comprehend. You know, it's it's very obvious in many ways. It's it, you know we're talking about coffee grounds. It's not a nasty waste. We're not asking people to fish the um, you know used tuna skins out of the bin or something you know it's, it's not like that this is coffee and we most people handle them at home or have done or so actually from a, a conceptual perspective it's very easy getting that operational change through to to large businesses you know we want to work with the, the major chains that i've mentioned and, and and getting that operational change through it is a challenge you know these these businesses have ways of doing things they they, they don't and cannot in some instances react quickly. It's not the way they're built. You know, small businesses can be very agile in, in, in how we behave. It's harder the bigger the businesses get. And, you know, early on, Costa were the sort of early adopters. They, they started supplying us with spent grounds um, maybe six, seven years ago now. Um, and even, you know, that that that's still a work in progress, you know, bringing on new franchisees, expanding, expanding out to the, 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 the Costa Express machines. Um, so, the big hurdle really was that there wasn't a supply chain in place. So it's a, it's an ongoing work in progress. You know, certainly the last few years have been a, an added challenge in terms of for every business, they've had to focus on core activities. And therefore, when new ideas come along as, as bona fide and as beneficial as, as the Biobean solution is, it, it's a challenge because staff shortages, energy costs, 
you know whatever it might be supply chain issues mean that it, it's just a, it's another another barrier for for a business like ours to get through so um yeah it's it's an ongoing challenge but like i said it's one that people readily can readily understand the operational change in human beings is always slightly more uh, slightly more difficult absolutely we appreciate that here that's a lot of the work we do getting people yeah. to take that step but but realizing that you know how 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 did you do, manage that then with the companies? You know, what what incentives did you give to them, or did, you know, is it just a matter of saying that this is the right thing to do? Um, you'd like to think so. I mean, that is definitely a part of it. You know, this is the right thing to do, and people can can see that. We we don't offer incentives per se. We're a free tip. So most disposal sites in the UK, whether you're going into landfill, incineration, uh, anaerobic digestion, there's typically a gate fee. So you're paying to dispose of your of your coffee grounds or whatever material it might be. Um, we don't charge that. So we're trying to get a raw material to us at nil cost. We then have a cost of processing and our revenues are from the, the back end. You know, we're, we're not trying to be a make money out of waste management. Um, so, uh, but, but, you know, the, the carbon savings are obviously a huge piece of the, the, the lifecycle analysis we have. And then ultimately, for a lot of these brands, it, it's it's brand value. It's consumer engagement. It, it's, it's you know, consumer trust, brand trust. It's showing that they are committed to being more sustainable, being more circular, and um, that they understand the need to, to look within themselves at the waste streams that they're producing. You've led me on wonderfully there to your B Corp status, something that you share with us. Um, yeah. And you've recently had a, a Best for the World Environmental Impact Award from B Corp. Yeah, so we uh, we certified in uh, 2020, so second half of 2020. Um, and it was, it was interesting actually because initially we we weren't looking to certify. We actually did the, for those who, who I suppose are aware, but maybe less aware, when you when you want to become a B corporation, you go through what's called the B impact assessment, which is uh, the thick end of two hundred questions across five impact areas. It's involved, isn't it? <laughs> involved. I, I only know you know second hand, but I you know I was involved with some of the work and I saw the work that went into it here and yeah, yeah and it is very involved, thing. but and it's and it's rigorous and rightly so. Um, quite and and we initially went through it just to really to benchmark and see you know where are how do we stack up compared yeah. to this sort of gold standard of 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 you know business for good and realized that actually we would probably have a score that was worth that would get us over the the threshold for certification Um, so went down that route and then for the last two years we've been named one of the best of the world in the environment impact area which is you know it's a proud moment for us right it's great it really um, underpins the the value of 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 the biobean business and we've just last month released our first impact report um which you have to do uh every second year i believe so we've just released our first impact report that looks you know back at what we've achieved since we certified but also looking forward at, at what's to come um and i think it's that that it is increasingly that b corp recognition that level of recognition is growing and, and you probably see it as well from from your side mm. that other businesses are seeing the value in in working with being associated with or even just you know alongside iso standards and other things like that it, it's another way of benchmarking okay what how is this business operating what are they doing have they got the the right kind of policies and procedures and approach to, to doing business excellent i'm I'm just wondering obviously you're dealing with the big corporations there and you know dealing at you know the sort of macro level but i'm i'm looking out into our office here at our own little coffee machine in the corner that gets a, a lot of use every day and the grounds that, that we've got that you know what would your ideal be, you know, for the people at home who've got either the pod systems or, you know, their own coffee grounds? And, you know, do you foresee that there could potentially be a time where people could 
bag up their spent grounds and drop them off at a supermarket or you know in take them to their own coffee shop say what 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 can you know what can the the average coffee drinker do to change their behavior to be more sustainable it's a, it's a very good question i mean it's, it's probably worth saying that you know from from offices like yours we work with some of the around sort of London, Birmingham, Manchester, Cambridge, because it's near the factory. We work with local waste management companies who will go in and collect the coffee as a segregated waste stream alongside your cardboard, your general waste, your food waste. So, you know, that we do have that model. It's not just the big brands we work with. It's it's also, you know, collecting from the 5,000 independent coffee shops, the hotels, restaurants and universities and airports in those in and around those areas. So we do do that. And, and you know, hopefully we might be collecting from you guys. Um, in terms of, uh, would I, I would love there to be the point in time where I believe that that consumers from their home could segregate coffee, drop it off at a, at a supermarket and it would make its way to us. Realistically, I don't think that's likely. You know, I think we municipal waste collections are complicated enough. They vary region to region horrendously and, and no one quite knows what's oh, happening. Um, don't, don't, don't upset so, me on sorting the purple bin from the blue bin exactly. and the glass from the paper from the plastic and the cardboard from the paper. And the, oh, We just want exactly. to do the right thing, but exactly. sometimes it's hard. Exactly. So I think that, you know, at home, the best thing you can do, if you have your compost bin, make sure your coffee goes out. Don't put them down the drain. They, they block the drain up. The best place they can be going is into the food bin. They can go in your garden, certainly, but just don't overuse them. Your coffee grounds have quite a are quite acidic, so if you put them, put too much of them down, depending on what your what plants you're putting them around, you, you you know they may have an adverse effect. We hear from people who use them to deodorize their fridges, so a small plate of of dried, spent coffee grounds, leave them to dry, put them in the fridge on a little saucer. It'll take out any nasty odors that you might have in your fridge. We love a Simpsons quote in the office, so I'm going to paraphrase that great philosopher of our time homer it's not donuts but you know coffee is there anything it can't do um is there it <laughs> I, don't, do? I don't think we need to answer i think we'll just leave no, it i think we'll just leave it there you've already proven it we're creating bioplastics from coffee oil we're we're going into brake discs and we're, we're yeah. is there anything it can't do it's marvelous so as host of tea with the change makers i get to ask everyone how they take their tea but on this very special show I think I really need to ask, do you take tea or coffee? Well, the good news is I actually drink both. Um, how, obviously, how do you take them both? Yeah, uh, <laughs> differently. Um, so I like my coffee black. Uh, I'm, a, you know, I'm a purist, um, no need for the milk, and I, I do have a dash of milk in my tea. Any, any particular blend you're fond of? Well, do you know what? You wanna, you're getting into it now. So I, I do like a, a Yorkshire tea in the mornings in mm -hmm. particular. Uh, afternoons, more of an old grey man. Come the winter months, that's yeah, Lapsang is a, is a favourite of oh, mine. Oh, good and man, you're across it all, much like that myself. Nice smoky, uh, smoky warmth of a, 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 on a winter's evening of a Lapsang is, is what gets me with it. You know, a company with a crumpet. Oh, yes. Hot, hot, toasty buttered crumpet, roaring fire. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, with there. coffee logs on it. With coffee logs on it, you see, there you of go. Of course, feel, feel free. O other logs are available, but I wouldn't recommend them, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a pleasure George thanks very much for joining us oh, not at all thank you for having me and if all that talk of toasty crumpets by a roaring fire has got you uh, got you excited you can get your coffee logs from all good supermarkets and online and if you want to find out more about them and BioBean visit www.bio-bean.com thanks again to George for joining us today and whether you're tea or whether you're coffee you join us again for another pod soon.